Section 16 of An American Vendetta. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Vicki VM. An American Vendetta. A Story of Barbarism in the United States by T.C. Crawford. Chapter 11. Part 2. As we drove along over the wild roads, the darkness came upon us very rapidly. Before we had gone half the distance, the light had disappeared so that I had to trust my horses almost entirely for the road. I drove slowly so as to keep the negro coachman behind me as near as possible. Soon I discovered my companion was shivering with the cold. Then I resolved to seek shelter at a nearer place. I remembered a farmhouse where I had formerly found fairly decent accommodations. I said, This chill that is in the night air is full of malaria. I am sure you will become ill if you do not find rest and shelter now very soon. If you will permit, we will try at the next farmhouse. Mrs. Von Bergen eagerly assented. A few moments after, we came down a very sharp rise and saw the lights of the farmhouse where I had before been received. We stopped in front of the house. This was the signal for the appearance of a dozen wild dogs, which barked with the ferocity and uproar of a pack of wolves. Following the country custom, I sat in my carriage and cried out above the din, Halloo! For several moments the house showed no signs of life, although I called out at frequent intervals. After a wait of five minutes, which seemed very long indeed, a reluctant figure of a man, dressed in the butternut garb of the mountaineer farmers, appeared at the door. He stood in the broad glare of the light of an open fireplace, while we sat shivering in the misty, damp darkness and debated with himself whether he would take us in or not. Finally, hospitality or the thought of an extra dollar prevailed, and we were passed through the vigilant guard of dogs to the fire, where Mrs. Von Bergen shivered and shook for fully half an hour before she recovered from her chill. It was a strange picture to see this refined, striking-looking lady sitting buried in anxious thought over this blazing fire in this great room, about which beds were ranged in true mountain fashion. These beds were filled with children, with the exception of one large bed, which had just been vacated by our unwilling host and hostess. After a short time, the farmer's wife gave us a supper. Mrs. Von Bergen ate but little. After the supper, I explained to the mountaineer the necessity of Mrs. Von Bergen's having a place to sleep separate from his family. They managed with difficulty to give her a bed in a little lumber room out of their one family room while I spent the night in the chair in front of the fire. In the morning, after a meager breakfast and our horses were hooked up to the carriages, I ventured to ask some questions of my companion. I said to her, In one hour we shall arrive at the little settlement where you can have your carriage mended. Now I do not wish to be inquisitive. But you do not appear to understand what an impossible country you are in, and what dangers and discomforts are in the way of your father venturing into it. It grows wilder and more desolate as you advance. You will not find a single comfort or resource of modern civilization. If you become ill, you can have no physician. 
and if you die, no word of your death will ever reach your friends, as the people here are ignorant and indifferent. I know this country well. I have a few days at my disposal, as a vacation is due me from my employers. If you care to confide your mission to me, I may be of assistance to you. Permit me to place my services at your disposal. I will do my best to aid you in your mission in a country where certainly no lady ever before ventured to come. Mrs. von Bergen looked at me long and earnestly, and then her eyes filled with tears as she grasped me by the hand. I have met with much kindness in this country, said she, but with nothing equal to this. I shall accept your offer in the spirit it is made, for I am beginning to see that I have undertaken more than I can carry out unaided. Listen, she continued, with rapid, energetic gestures. I can give you but a half-confidence. The real object of my mission must remain a secret, but a very important part of it I shall be glad to tell you about, as it is absolutely necessary for me to have the assistance of someone who knows this country thoroughly. Do you know a place called Logan Courthouse? Yes, I do. What kind of place is it? It is a small village of two or three hundred inhabitants, dependent upon the mountain farmers of the surrounding neighborhood. It is a good day's ride in advance of us. It is the center of the most lawless outlaw population in the United States. It is so remote from outside civilization that there is no pretense there of enforcing the law. Crime is never punished except by personal vengeance. It is the headquarters, today, of a powerful family engaged in one of the bloodiest vendettas known in this country. Think well before venturing into such a place. I feel confident that I could protect you against any actual violence, but I could not prevent the possibility of your being made a witness to scenes that would certainly shock and terrify you, for I warn you that you are now going straight into the devil's own particular country, where for nearly one hundred years the church and all her agents have renounced all struggle with him and have left on the big sandy only one feeble structure to indicate that they ever cared to undertake a struggle with such a formidable adversary. Mrs. von Bergen straightened with really an almost military erectness as she said, Still, I must go. But that is not all. What further obstacles shall I meet? Are you prepared to go without food for days, except the coarse, greasy stuff that nothing but actual starvation will enable you to force down? Can you go through a country where you can find no house where you can be assured of any privacy? Where a woman, in the mind of everyone in the neighborhood, ranks no higher than an Indian squaw? I must go, nevertheless, at all risk." I shall say no more, and shall give you all the assistance in my power. Thank you very much. I am in such desperate need of help that I shall accept without remorse what I know I have no right to ask or expect. But I owe you some sort of explanation in return for your kindness. Here my fair companion turned towards me and said, Did you ever hear of General Steinmetz of the Austrian army? I had the honor of once serving under him. You? Yes, madam. 
i was formerly an officer in the austrian army how strange to meet a fellow-countryman in this wild country and a former officer under my father for you must know i am a daughter of general steinmetz at this i took off my hat and saluted the daughter of my most distinguished chief of former days the pleasure and charm of her presence was doubly increased by this knowledge of her being a fellow-countrywoman and the daughter of my former chief i have always been a wild enthusiast owing doubtless to the strain of magyar in my blood i was ready to go ahead with my companion and to serve her without question and to serve her as loyally and devotedly as any knight of olden time pardon my sentimental attitude even commercial travellers may have occasional periods in their lives where they can rise to emotions above the pleasure of mere taking orders and selling goods i did not attempt to analyze my feeling i was so pleased to get out of the routine rut of my humdrum existence in this most humdrum of countries that i was content beyond expression mrs von bergen after listening to my enthusiastic pledges on learning that she too was from my own city of vienna continued my father you well know was in this country during the late war of rebellion he was on the staff of general grant he was in this country at the close of the war he passed through this very region afterwards with general sheridan in company with the general he bought a large tract of land in the neighborhood of logan courthouse upon the favorable opinion of one of the engineer members of general sheridan's staff this engineer said that this land contained a magnificent coal property and that it would be possible to develop it as soon as a railroad should pass through this country my father bought the land five thousand acres for a very small sum soon after its purchase he was suddenly recalled from his special service in the united states to vienna there he was occupied for many years with special work he used to think occasionally of this land but as the projected railroad was never built he never was able to realize on his property last year he died leaving me heiress to his property i was his youngest and only surviving child i was born in the year following his return to vienna he kept up the taxes on this land through an agent in charleston until about five years ago i have very important reasons for finding out about this land as soon as possible i have learned in new york that a railroad is to be built through here at once my father lost the original deeds at least these were not among his papers i have with me the proof of my identity and a copy of my father's will certified to by the vienna minister of foreign affairs and approved by the austrian consul general at new york i do not even know where this land is except that it is in the vicinity of logan courthouse the agent at charleston who looked after this property has moved away and i was unable to find out from any one where he had gone it is necessary for me to find this property and to sell it as quickly as possible i must also be back in new york by the eighteenth of this month it is now the tenth i know that it will take one day more to go to logan courthouse two days to return one day and night to reach new york 
that will give you just four days for the search for your property. It must be done in that time. My success and my being in New York upon the 18th of this month involves a matter much more serious than life or death. As this was said, we arrived at Racine, a dingy little crossroads post office place hanging on to the scraggly banks of a malarious little mud creek crawling sluggishly along under the banks of rolling and deeply wooded hills. At Racine, it was soon found that it would take several hours to mend the broken wagon. The postmistress of the place, who also managed the little house, which was an apology for a tavern, loaned us a stout wagon sufficiently good for the servant and the baggage. This was arranged in a few moments, and then we pressed rapidly on. I do not propose to describe the monotony of the West Virginia hills, which never rise at any point along the line of this road to the dignity of mountains. The rough riding prevented much conversation. In one or two places we found the stream swollen so that we were delayed. The darkness of the late fall day swept down upon us before we had reached the end of the journey. Again, I had to apply to the private hospitality of the country. I remembered one place of a most desirable character. It was the comfortable house of a former captain in the Confederate service. He is a man of very peculiar ideas. He is a very upright man and noted throughout the neighborhood for his bravery and his integrity. Still, his house was not a general stopping place, and it depended very much upon his mood whether he was willing to take in strangers or not. To my call of hello, he responded by coming to the door, followed by the usual pack of dogs and children. He was a tall, broad-shouldered man with a resolute hooked nose, face set off by a white military mustache. He had the air and pose of a great landlord instead of being a well-to-do farmer in a small way. He came out to apologize to me for not taking me in as a guest, but when he saw my lady companion and listened to a word of explanation concerning her, he at once relented and invited us into the great room of his snugly built house where he gave us seats in front of the ever-open blazing fireside of these mountain houses. End of section 16. Recording by Vicki V.M.